You're listening to a C3 Victory podcast. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au. Pastors Nate and Pastor Rach for the privilege of sharing the word today. Uh, we've been doing a great series. I love when we do the series on freedom. And I love that this year we're looking at the more life. I, you know, in God, there's always something more. Just when you think you've found the key, he goes, hey, that's just like this much. I've got this much for you. His arms are ever extended and And uh, no matter how long you've been following Jesus or if you've just started following Jesus, there's always something more for you. Amen? Amen. Hey, so we've been looking at 2 Corinthians 3, 17 to 18. Now, just we'll get to these later in case you're wondering. Um, You know, and this verse says, so 2 Corinthians 3, 17 to 18. And I'm reading from the New Living today. It says, For the Lord is the Spirit... And wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And so all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. The amazing truth of this scripture is that you and me, when we choose to follow Jesus, are actually transformed to be like Jesus. So he says of us that we are going from glory to glory. And you know, when I think about this, these, these, are, these are really big truth. It's like a huge concept to think about going from glory to glory, and we're hearing big words like transformation and all glorious. And I just wonder when, when you hear this, what pictures might pop into your head? What comes to mind when we talk about the glory? So I've got a few on, this, on the screen for you today. Maybe this is what pops to your head. This is probably me, you know, thinking about the glory of God. This is, this is what comes to mind. Or maybe this next one, maybe you put yourself in the picture. Maybe this is how you wake up every morning, facing the day, all glory to you, Jesus. And you spring out of bed. I would have to say this is my husband most days. And um, there you go. It's credit to you, hon. And he did. This, this is the next one. Maybe this is Glory. I I just borrowed this from our family photo album. This was Simon this week. He wanted me to say that. Um, Or I actually have my six-year-old daughter here. She wants to listen to the message today. So maybe glory, according to Esther, would look like this. (laughs) Magical rainbow dust coming out of unicorns. This is Instagram worthy. Make people wonder why we are talking about unicorns at church this morning. But maybe... Maybe in your world, glory actually looks a bit like this. But the thing is, all jokes aside, is that this big, huge truth, glory, transformation, it's not meant to be some out there concept. It's actually meant to be something that is an everyday reality for each and every one of us who say that we are followers of Jesus. And we are meant to take this really big truth and by faith, pull it and bring it into our everyday reality. And that's what Pastor Nate and Pastor Keith have unpacked so well for us over the last couple of weeks. 
And now you might be sitting here and going, really, Mel? Really? Like in the, in the busyness and maybe the stress and the anxiety and the world that I'm in with the mess that sometimes I see and the pressures and the drop-offs and the pickups and my aging parents or this chronic illness that I've lived with for 20 years. Really? Like, I am thankful to Jesus because I'm surviving this life, and his faith gets me through every day. But if I'm being really honest with you, this glory thing, I think, is just for the other side of heaven. And that's okay. I'll, I'll do it when we get there. And I think if we're really honest, sometimes that's the questions that we feel in our heart. And they're actually really good questions. You've got to ask those questions, and we've got to be honest with God about where we're at. And you know, sometimes it might be disappointments. You know, maybe five years ago, you were all for the glory. I'm going for the glory. And I'm going to see this transformation in my life. And now here you are five years later going, I don't see it. I just see the same struggles that I have and the same things in my life that I really, really want to see transformed, but maybe haven't seen transformed yet. And I really believe that God has great news for you today. And that's what we're going to look at because the truth is that this is true and this is true for you. Do you know in the very first chapter of the Bible, it says that God created you in his image and his glory. You know, and sin did come in and it completely muddied up that image. And we lose sight of that glory that he created us in, in that first place. But God has a purpose and he has been outworking a plan and he sent his son Jesus to die on a cross and to rise again so that that original design for you could actually be redeemed in your life. That's the good news of the gospel. It is not only for our salvation, but it is so that this life and design that he always created you in could actually be outworked right here and right now. And so this truth that we've heard Pastor Keith and Pastor Nate unpack, I want to encourage you that the sticking point to transformation is not actually in the fact that you are created in the glory and the image of God. Because it is absolutely true that you can be, that you are being, and that you will be transformed into this image. And it's absolutely true that this is actually applicable to every single one of you who say that you follow Jesus and believe in him in your heart. There are no exceptions and there are absolutely no disqualifications. That's a really big truth to try and hang on to. All right, so then what's the sticking point? Why don't we always see this transformation that we really, really honestly desire in our heart to see? And as I've been praying about that this week, I felt the Holy Spirit just prompt that sometimes the sticking point is in the how-to and then in the follow-through. And that's what we're going to have a look at today. We're going to get really practical, but I really believe that the Holy Spirit is going to do something intensely personal today in each and every one of our lives. So the how-to and the follow-through. Now, has any of you actually tried to do something completely out of your league or out of your capacity without having an expert 
someone who knows how to do it, some training instructions. Have you ever tried to do that? And how did it actually work out for you? I'm going to hazard a guess that if you went out tomorrow and tried to build a house and you're not a builder and you don't have any experience, any qualifications, any training or any TV renovation shows to actually help you do it, how successful would your house turn out? I'm going to guess that you're going to get stuck at some point and that the end result would probably not be this incredible glorious image that you have in your mind. Okay, it might be the same. Maybe some of you watch MasterChef and you go, hey, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a chef. I can do this. And so you set out to cook this six-course degustation dinner, but you don't actually really know what you're doing. You don't know how to use the fancy instruments that you're actually meant to use. And the image in the end is not necessarily the glorious picture that you started with at the beginning. All right, is anybody with me? Or am I in with this? So I think sometimes we actually approach transformation like that. We go, okay, I know I need to be transformed. I believe the truth of God that I can change into his glorious image. And so we just get in there and do it, but we miss something really, really important. Because God gave us a gift. He gave us an expert, the secret weapon. He actually gave us the how-to when it comes to our transformation. And the thing is, it's not a list of instructions. And it's not a bunch of rules. It's a person. And his name is the Holy Spirit. You might go, wow, that's rocket science, Mel. That's awesome. The funny thing is how quickly we miss it. And when we're reading chapter 3 here, he is mentioned too many times to count in this whole concept of transformation and glory. In fact, I think sometimes... When I read this, I feel like Paul is like this kid in a candy store trying to explain to us just how amazing the Holy Spirit is. These last two verses, verse 17 and 18, they're like the end, climactic point of the chapter. The point of the chapter that leads to this place is how amazing the Holy Spirit is and the fact that he lives in our hearts. So I'm actually going to go back and we're going to read verses 7 to 11. Because sometimes I think we skim this because it just feels like it's bubbling over and over again. So let's go to Corinthians 3, starting at verse 7. So the old way with laws etched in stone led to death, though it began with such glory that the people of Israel could not bear to look at Moses' face. For his face shone with the glory of God, even though the brightness was already fading away. Shouldn't we expect far greater glory under the new way, now that the Holy Spirit is giving life? For if the old way which brings condemnation was glorious, how much more glorious is the new way which makes us right with God? In fact, the first glorious, first glory, was not glorious at all compared with the overwhelming glory of the new way. So if the old way which has been replaced was glorious, how much more glorious is the new, which remains forever? You know, I feel like Paul could have said this in one sentence. The new way is better, people. And that would have actually got the point across, but he doesn't because I just get this sense that he is bubbling away with this excitement of the revelation that he has got. 
that there is a new way of life compared to the old way that they had been living. And what is this new way of life that he is going on and on and on and on about? And it's simply that we have the privilege of living under the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He is the how-to factor. And what happens is this transformation process is not done in our own strength, but actually happens as we walk the journey with him. You see, before Jesus came, before he died, before he rose again, all they had was the law. And what Paul's actually telling us in this scripture is that even under this law, Moses was able to conform to a standard that actually enabled him to encounter just a glimpse of the glory of God. And that glimpse changed him for a moment on the outside. But it couldn't change him on the inside. And it didn't last. And so what we see in the old way is that what they had to do was they were constantly, constantly trying to conform their behavior to this standard that they needed to encounter God. And they're constantly going back to the beginning and they're starting again and they're constantly trying to make sure that their life is right in accordance with the law so that they could just encounter God for a minute. Does that sound like us at any point in our transformation journeys? Can we relate to the fact that sometimes we just feel like we're trying and we're trying and we're trying and we're trying to conform our lives to a standard where we might actually see some of this glory of God in our own worlds? Do you feel like you're constantly trying to get it right? You know, we can slip into this without even realizing. We can just separate this truth here from the Spirit And suddenly, it's like we're living in the old way instead of the incredible new way that God has for us. You know, I want to share a story that's made this revelation really real to me in the last couple of weeks. I had this thought pattern, right? And I knew it was not a great thought pattern because circumstances in life would happen and I'd go to this thought pattern and it was really making me mad. And I'm trying really hard. I know what the truth of God is. I knew what the right thought pattern should be. And so I kept trying to speak out the truth, speak in the opposite spirit, confess, bring about change, um, operate in the new way. I was trying everything that I knew, but I did not see transformation in sight. And that doesn't make sense because the word says, if you know the truth, then the truth will set you free, right? So why? And this was this revelation that I had that I was living in this old way. I'm trying to apply the truth from an old way instead of the new. Which is why I kind of put some chairs on stage today. Not because I'm tired. I need to sit down. But that we actually have the gift of the Holy Spirit. And we're not meant to jump into this transformation journey without him. So we're meant to do this life. And I think that if I could title the first part of this message, I would call it Hanging with the Holy Spirit. And I put these chairs up here to kind of represent the fact that this is how personal the Holy Spirit wants to actually be with you. 
because he is the how-to of our transformation. If you are looking for how to outwork this amazing glory and transformation in your life, then he is the expert, the guide, he's the worker, he's your cleaner, he's your friend, he's your advocate, and he is the one who will help you not to put that flat pack back together. Even better than the instructions, right, you get in this Ikea guide and you still put it back together. How much easier would it be if you had someone with you who knows exactly how it goes together and could show you the first time around and probably save you half the time? This is the personal nature of the Holy Spirit, right? You don't just get instructions, but you actually get somebody who walks life with you 24-7, and he is the one that actually outworks the transformation within you. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. Okay, he thinks, he feels, he speaks to you, he acts on your behalf. He is so intensely personal with each and every one of you. We don't have to share the Holy Spirit. You get the whole Holy Spirit with you when you choose to follow and believe in Jesus. Can you believe that Jesus said to his disciples, I'm going to go away and that's actually better for you? Because if I go away, you get the Holy Spirit and he's going to be your advocate and he's going to be your guide and he's going to be with you 24-7, which is something Jesus could not do. And he's going to be able to do the exact things that we see Jesus doing. He's going to actually empower you to do them. That's how amazing this gift of the Holy Spirit. And I just wanted to demonstrate this because I think sometimes we do the same thing with the Holy Spirit that we do with the glory. We kind of put him out there. He's like this really big concept. Maybe he's just on an altar call. Maybe he's just something we experience when we go to conference. It just becomes a little bit mystical, a little bit untangible. And we go about our life thinking that he's somewhere out there, but maybe not actually somewhere in here. And I sense that the Holy Spirit today was asking us, would you, would you invite me into your world? Because I don't want you just to experience me, but I actually want you to encounter me. Each and every day, there's an invitation for you to encounter the Holy Spirit. And as you do something happens in you. This is where transformation happens. And it happens sometimes without you actually consciously realizing it, because it says that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. That's verse 17, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So if the Spirit of the Lord is in us, and we are walking day to day with the Spirit, then transformation doesn't happen out there, but it actually happens in here with Him in our lives. So I want to tell you the second half of my story. So I'm trying to fight off this wrong mindset. And I realize that I'm doing it in the old way. Why? Because the Holy Spirit, like I'm driving along in my car. And I had been listening to a podcast prior to picking up my kids from school. And I really wanted to hear the end of the podcast. It was going to be really good. And um, so I'm trying to play the podcast, I'm keeping on playing the podcast while I've got my kids chattering about a million different things. And the Holy Spirit speaks to me in a moment in that podcast. And he speaks to me something out of the Word of God that I was not going to find in the concordance, 
related to the thing that I'm searching for, right? I'm not going to find it if I went down the podcast. The podcast title had nothing to do with what I was actually wrestling with. Um, I wouldn't have got it from a Google search. He speaks the truth in a way that is so intensely personal that my eyes are open to the fact that I am looking at this thing completely upside down and back to front. And he shows me the way that I was always created and designed to actually approach this problem that I had. And it was just in this moment of mess in my car, not mess, noise, craziness, complete not you know, one-on-one quiet time with the Holy Spirit. But the difference was that he spoke the truth to me. And it was him speaking the truth to me that actually brought it alive and brought about that transformation in my life. And, you know, we are got this amazing conference coming up called Spirit and Truth. And I just think how amazing, God, that you are reminding us that it's about spirit and truth. Because the Spirit speaks the truth to us in an incredibly personal way. And it is actually when He does that, that transformation happens. We have to hear the truth of God through the Spirit of God. And when He spoke the truth, then it set me free. He's not a rule book. And this is not a rule book. But it's actually about an intensely personal relationship that you have with the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I've got these chairs up here, and and this might represent your one-on-one quiet time with the Holy Spirit. Or it might represent your seat in the car, because that's where he spoke to me on this occasion. Or it might represent the seat right beside you at church, because he speaks to you through something through the sermon. Or it might represent the couch at V Group, where he speaks to you through someone else's testimony. Believe it or not, it's represented the bench at one of my kids' sports games where he speaks truth through something my child says to me. And even, get this, the couch at home where he speaks to me through, seriously, the ABC TV show, Bluey. Okay? Amen to all the parents who've learned the moral lesson through Bluey. The thing about the Spirit is that he goes with you everywhere. He's not just something you kind of hang out with once a day, in the morning, and then it's done. The whole point of the Holy Spirit, His whole purpose with you is that He actually wants to be with you 24-7, and it's in the process of hanging out with the Holy Spirit that transformation happens. There's not, I guess, a three-point plan to go to now to outwork transformation in your life. There's no shortcut except that there is. Because we just hang out with the Holy Spirit. Like, get really personal with Him. For some of you, this picture is something new. For some of us, there's like a religious mindset that needs to be broken down, that He's untouchable. That that you're not worthy enough for Him. You know, when you accepted Jesus... He made you right before him and the Holy Spirit comes to live in your life and there's nothing that you can do that makes you worthy. And I want to propose to you that him speaking to you is as personal as when you read a bedtime story to your kids at night. You know that personal, beautiful moment when you are reading to your children or maybe you've read to your grandchildren or there's something intimate about that moment. And you know the Holy Spirit is just like that, except he reads this word to you. 
And then it doesn't come across as law, but it comes across from the heart of the Father, and it's hearing the truth through His voice that actually sets us free. How good is that? You know, and when this happens, we get this spark. Something sets off, right? We get this invitation. And you see something you didn't see before. You might just see a glimmer of the glory, of what could be, of the other side of your freedom. And I want to propose to you that this is the second sticking point. Because when you catch a glimpse of what the Holy Spirit is showing you, you catch a glimpse of that glory, don't stop there. Because now is the moment for follow through. You know, and our choice here determines if we get stuck in this place or if we actually partner with the Holy Spirit, who, remember, is intensely personal with us, if we partner with Him to see transformation. You know, I think at the base of all this, the question is, will we believe Him? Like, when we get that spark, when that invitation comes, when we see the glory, do we trust in His goodness that our best is on the other side of the process that he is about to walk us through. I once heard someone tell me that I see it, Mel, but I don't want to live that more life. Because in that life, there might be more opposition that comes my way. And I'm going to have to live things that maybe are a bit uncomfortable. And this is okay here. That life is for the other side of heaven. I'm just going to stay here because it's, they didn't say safer, but at the heart of that fear, it's a trust in the goodness of God. Like, do you actually believe that God has your best interests at heart? You know, and I was thinking about transformation in terms of a metamorphosis. So that, that's what the actual original word um, means. It's this metamorphosis. And if we think about a caterpillar going to a butterfly... What would we say about a butterfly that never leaves the vine? That we never see the beauty of their wings, that they never fly, that they never actually realize that their purpose is to go and help to pollinate the flowers to create new life. We'd look at that butterfly and we'd say, oh, that's missed potential. Like their best life butterfly is off the vine. Go, fly off the vine. And do you know that butterflies and caterpillars, they're right at the bottom of the food chain, right? So they have got a lot of predators out there. But it is more dangerous to be a caterpillar than it is to be a butterfly. Because if you're a butterfly, you can fly. If you're a caterpillar, you're stuck on the leaf and you've got nowhere to hide. I want to tell you absolutely that your best life is in this more zone. It's the other side of transformation. And sometimes transformation looks hard. Sometimes what the Holy Spirit is prompting in your heart to do is going to take a lot of courage for you to take a step and to follow through on that. But can I guarantee you that it is better to do that and to walk with the Holy Spirit and push through than it is to stay where you are, to get stuck. There is more pain to stay here than it is to go where the Holy Spirit is leading you. There is more opposition to staying in this place than to follow through with what the Holy Spirit is calling you out to do. 
And I believe that when you follow through with the Holy Spirit, you will see His goodness. He will absolutely walk with you. And when we trust Him, He begins that process of transformation. And I want to encourage you this week, maybe just sit in Ephesians 4, 22 to 23, because He kind of goes through this process and don't look at it as a process of, okay, I've got to do this thing. I've got to put off the old self. Now I've got to renew my mind and now I've got to put on the new self. Sometimes we look at it as the process. What we need to know that if we take the Holy Spirit by the hand and we trust Him, that's the process He's going to walk you through. He's going to outwork the goodness in your life. He's going to create like He did for me. He's going to show me something that comes of completely left field, but completely renews your mind, which enables you to actually put on the new self and enables transformation to happen. I want to encourage you, church, that transformation is absolutely possible and it's meant to be something that is in our everyday reality. And the beautiful gift that God has given us is that when we go to Him as our how-to and when we walk with Him as our follow-through and we trust in His goodness and we trust in His power, then transformation is something that outworks. And before you know it, you're like, wow, I used to have all of this fear And now I don't. Now I'm set free. Or maybe it's I used to live under anxiety, but now I have this overwhelming peace. It could be that, you know, I used to speak like like this, but now I I just find that words of life are coming out of my tongue. and, And it's a process. And, you know, it will happen little by little by little until you realize that I'm a different person to who I was before. And that was something that the Holy Spirit did in me. You know, church, I believe that the Holy Spirit is here now. And I believe that this is a really significant moment. And I know that He's talking with you today and maybe you're feeling that tug that tug at your heart that, you know, he's told you something and now he's saying, hey, would you trust me and would you follow through on it? Would you trust that you're better as a butterfly than you ever were as a caterpillar? Maybe you need to just get that picture of some butterflies in your mind so you can actually trust that you need to fly away from the place that you're at, need to step out in courage and allow him to show you that the, what He's got for you on the other side is actually the best thing for you. Or maybe, church, this picture today was quite confronting. Maybe it brought up a yearning in your spirit that you actually want this. That if you are honest, the Holy Spirit is not, you, you don't see Him as that personal relationship. He's always kind of been out there. Actually, as I prayed for you this week, like that's the pictures that I kept coming to mind is, is that for some people today, there's going to be a real personal encounter with the Holy Spirit and there's going to be religious mindsets brought down, but also just this barrier that seems to be there between you and and hearing from God and walking with God and just feeling like you're constantly struggling against your own self, that there's actually a barrier that's going to be brought down in this church. Would you stand with me? You know, the band is going to play and... And we're going to worship God. But I really want to encourage you 
And I want to ask you, would you respond to the Holy Spirit today? I really sense there is something significant about stepping out in obedience to the Spirit. I want to ask you to come forward to the front. I know that's a, a big ask, but I know that there's been many times when I'm standing in the seat and I know that God is speaking to me and I go, I can just deal with this one at home. And, and you know, God is good and God is faithful and He will outwork things in your life. But I know that when I respond to when the Holy Spirit is calling me, something cements in my heart and something switches and I experience an outpouring of His blessing and His goodness and His glory that just is a marker for me. And I believe that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do in you today, that there's a marker for you. So I want to encourage you right now, if you want to see if you want to see this personal relationship with the Holy Spirit where you feel like He is there 24-7, can I encourage you to come down the front? We've got pastors. We want to pray with you. If you have never experienced the filling of the Holy Spirit, can I encourage you, come down the front. We want to pray with you. We believe that the Holy Spirit is in each and every one of us, but there is a baptism of the Holy Spirit. Just as the disciples waited, and at Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke in power and they acted in power. And we just believe the same is there for you. So church, as we worship and as we sing, can you have the boldness to come and hunger for something more for your life, to see the Holy Spirit grow in power in and through you? Thanks for joining us for the C3 Victory Podcast. We would love to see you at one of our services. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au or check us out on Facebook or Instagram.